I was a uh, practicing clinician working in a home health agency model. I wasn't allowed to dose my patients as per best practice guidelines. So I said, there's gotta be a way to do this better. My, my grandmother and my grandfather, I started seeing them going in and out of long-term care. It started personal seeing the sick side of 80, and now it's been exciting to be part of Fox. Light bulb moment, like that's a complete game changer. You can see what we can do as a practice and as treating clinicians to really make 80, 85 look so much different than it did back that long ago. And boil it down into one say, it's quite simply this, it's be stronger, live better longer. Welcome to Fox Rehabilitation's Live Better Longer podcast, the podcast dedicated to clinicians who work with older adults. My name is Jim Shear, and on today's episode, I will be joined by author Shelley Calcano. And this episode of the podcast has been a few months in the works. Let me explain. Shelley got a cold, much like many do between the months of November and April. You know, one of those colds that you just can't shake. I remember, I think it was seven years ago, my band was set to play our 20th anniversary show. My, my band from college. And I wanted it to be a spectacular show. So I got in shape. I was playing guitar every day. I was singing every day. And I got one of those dang colds. And I couldn't shake it. And I knew it was coming. Because I got the cold probably three weeks before the concert. And I went to the doctors. And they gave me medicine. And long story short, nothing worked. I was sick for a month. My voice sounded like I was sick during the concert. So there's sometimes when you just can't shake a cold. So that's the bad news that Shelly got sick and we had to postpone this interview. But the good news is Shelly is better now. Her voice is back. She is ready to go. So on today's episode of the Live Better Longer podcast, we will talk about her book, The Longest Goodbye, A Family's Hope-Filled Journey Through Alzheimer's. In her book, Shelly writes about how her mother was her best friend. And then she takes us through the difficult journey of her mother having Alzheimer's disease. It's an emotional journey. Shelly compares it to a slow ticking clock as you watch time slip away. And despite this probably being the most difficult thing that Shelly has ever gone through, she talks about finding moments of hope within that journey. So once again, the book is called The Longest Goodbye, A Family's Hope-Filled Journey Through Alzheimer's, written by Shelley Calcano. And you can get that anywhere books are sold. So before I bring on Shelley, I just want to remind everyone that it is the silver anniversary of Fox Rehabilitation this year. 25 years of clinical excellence. And online, we have started a social media campaign called My Fox 25. Told you about it last time. I'm going to tell you about it again. Here's what we want everyone to do. It can be clinicians, caregivers, patients, families of clinicians, whoever believes in the Fox mission of rehabilitating lives. We want you to do 25 of something. 25 jumping jacks, push-ups, you can bake 25 brownies, and then we want you to record that. 
On the video, we want you to donate at least $25 to a charity that's important to you. And since we will be talking about Alzheimer's today, why don't you make a MyFox25 and donate at least $25 to the Alzheimer's Foundation of America, the AFA. So once again, 25 of something, donate at least $25 to a charity that's important to you, and then post it on your social media accounts using the hashtag MyFox25. Gotta use that hashtag so we can find you and then we can share it on our social media accounts. So get creative, do 25 of something, and let's pump some good karma into the world in 2023. We are back on Fox Rehabilitation's Live Better Longer podcast, and I am now joined by Shelley Calcano, author of The Longest Goodbye, A Family's Hope-Filled Journey Through Alzheimer's. Shelley, thank you for coming in. Hi, Jim. Thanks for having me. It's great to be with you. I was thinking about you today, because when you put out a book, you usually do press. I actually saw an interview that you did. How tough is it to talk about this book because you have to relive that experience over and over and over again? Yeah, it's different. It's definitely been a challenge um, um, because it has been a long journey. And I think also one thing I didn't really fully anticipate was the timing of my book. And actually, my book came out just a month after my mom passed away. Yeah, just <laughs> navigating through that whole emotional uh, final chapter of her journey while promoting this book has really been something that I've had to process and I'm still processing. It's been in some ways just really great to be able to talk about her and her story and honor her that way, but it's also for sure been emotional as well. So I could understand, but they say like the best thing to do when you're suffering or you're, when you're ever having problems is to talk about it. Yes. For sure. So it's kind of neat um, that this book is a vehicle for you to talk about your relationship with you and your mom. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like, you know, to have her story shared in hopes that it will um, encourage and bring hope to other people. I mean, that's just that's legacy and that, yeah. you know, that I can honor her that way is really special to me. So, so yeah. Shelly, my first question for you is when did your mom first show signs of Alzheimer's? Well, our journey with her was a 10-year journey. Um, so in the beginning, it was really just small things. I write in the first chapter of my book. It's called Yellow Flowers. And um, I just remember the weekend we were, you know, it was a holiday weekend. And my brother was just standing outside talking with my mom. And, you know, it was springtime. And there was like dandelion weeds all over the garden. And my mom just started to struggle. And she was just searching for her words and she couldn't get out what they were called. She couldn't remember. So she called them yellow flowers. And that was really the first indication. My brother just kind of had a thought in his mind that, oh, you know, maybe, maybe something's happening. Maybe, you know, something's wrong. And in the beginning, it was a very slow journey with her, like just slow steps of forgetting. But we definitely realized when it was happening. So yeah, for her, it started off quite slow, but it ended up being a 10-year progression and 10 year journey. So you talked about that story about the the yellow flowers. Did your family brush it off at all? Say, oh, like, nah, or did you think, wow, like this could be the beginning of something? Yeah, I think in the beginning, um, 
for us, my mom's in my mom's family, her her dad had Alzheimer's as well as her two older brothers. So at first, I think we were just overcome with just like with fear that, you know, now it was happening to our mom too, given the family history. So um, at first, it was really, really hard for us to talk about it. We almost didn't want to accept what was happening. You know, we almost couldn't believe like now, you know, now it's happening to our mom. How are we going to how are we going to walk through this journey? So at the beginning, you know, I would say the first couple of years, it was really it was really difficult for us to talk about it and to talk to our dad about it. And yeah, we just we were just learning how to navigate and to step into that journey together. So, yeah, there was definitely at the beginning, it was very challenging for us. And then at what point did you decide to write a book? Well, <laughs> it's interesting. I, um, you know, 10 years ago, I had a children's book come out and, you know, I generally write about, you know, parenting and family and, you know, kind of like happy, bright, fun things. So, you know, I never, if you told me I would, you know, be writing a book about Alzheimer's, about losing my mom, that was never, ever on my radar. Um, I would say probably the last the last three or four years, I just, um, I love blogging and writing. So I just started to share some of my journey. I was feeling, just feeling kind of alone in what I was walking through. And I thought maybe I'm just going to start to share little snippets of my story. So as I started to do that, like, you know, people just really started to respond. And I thought, you know, maybe there's something here um, in my journey that I can share with other people. And it just kind of slowly, you know, <laughs> became this book, this book outline. Um, so I didn't set out. That was never my plan. It just um, in my journey of processing, that's where it led me. No, because I have a friend whose father has early stages of dementia and all of us have never experienced that before. So mm -hmm. we don't even know what to do. We don't even know how mm -hmm. to talk about it. So I love that there is a book like this. There is a resource for people like us who have never experienced anything like this before. Yeah, I found I mean, there's, you know, I've obviously now that I'm in the publishing, in the publishing world with this book, I, I see all the books that are out there and resources. But in my journey, I just couldn't, I couldn't find one for myself that I felt had hope in the journey. Um, and I know that sounds strange, like what hope is there in Alzheimer's, but I just, I, I just, I needed that hope from somewhere. And so that's kind of the perspective that I've tried to write my book from. Yeah, Hope is in the title. Once again, it's called mm -hmm. The Longest Goodbye, A Family's Hope-Filled Journey Through Alzheimer's. So when people hear of Alzheimer's disease, they don't necessarily mm -hmm. associate it with hope. <clears throat> you <Yeah>. talk about <laughs> hope a lot. So yeah. how do you find hope in a situation like this? I remember at the beginning of the journey, I really went through uh, some dark, some dark times. You know, I was just very very blessed and very fortunate to have an incredible mom. Like I just grew up with an incredible mom. Um, that's part of my story. And so when she got sick and I realized that she was slipping away like this, I realized, you know, I can either just let myself become overcome with darkness and let this part of her journey and our relationship define everything. Or I can look back and I can just remember all that she's been to me and for me. And I'm just going to still carry those parts through what we're walking through together. And so it wasn't, it wasn't easy at all, but I just decided to start looking for joy in everyday moments. I started to look for hope and that wasn't always easy because there were many hopeless days or many, you know, moments that I would never want to have to revisit again or live again. But in the middle of all that, I decided, 
you know, I don't want to lose who my mom has always been to me while this disease is taking her away. So I just started to collect moments and I start, I kept celebrating the things that she loved. I kept doing the things she loved, you know, up until the very end. And I really feel that I can look back now and, you know, I can look back at the, you know, the journey of pain and hope just intertwined together. And so that's been really significant for me. That's how I processed this whole journey. Shelly, do you have an example of one of those moments that brought you hope and joy? Yeah, I mean, some of them are just like simple moments. I remember um, when she was, she was pretty high functioning still. And, you know, every year her, my father would take a trip. Um, We're Canadian. So um, they would go out to Newfoundland to the East Coast. And every year they did that. And then one year my dad's like, I don't think I'm going to, we're going to go again. And I just thought, you know, I had a friend at work who just encouraged me, you know, you should go, you should take her. And I was a little bit apprehensive at first because, you know, we're in the journey and I wasn't sure how it was going to be. But, you know, I kind of just thought, you know what, I'm just going to embrace this. And, you know, we went on that trip and it's it was incredible. It's like one of my you know most cherished memories that I have with her now, even though she was, you know, she was forgetting, but she still knew where we were. And it was just so special. And so you know, that was kind of a big moment, but then there's been like little moments along the way, like sitting and listening to her favorite music or, you know, watching a movie together, even if she doesn't fully understand. It's just, I guess the gift of presence has been really important to me as well. And, you know, even up until like (laughs) her last, you know, few weeks of life, you know, it was her birthday. So, you know, we still brought her flowers. We still celebrated her. We just tried to, you know, infuse all those moments of joy along the way, even in the middle of our heartache and loss. Wow. I love that because I feel like it could be so easy to turn it off, but instead you went in the opposite direction. Like you turned Mm -hmm. it on searching for that hope. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I felt like when I looked at the whole picture, like of what Alzheimer's could be, it just, and what I knew it would be, it was just so overwhelming. It felt like this giant mountain. And I thought, I don't know how I'm going to get through conquer that mountain at all. So for me, instead of like looking at the mountain, I just broke that into like moments. So it's just been all about moments. And I write about that in my book, you know, I have a list of moments I can look back on, you know, and now that, you know, my mom's not with me anymore. I'm just so grateful that I did that, you know, and, and it, it sounds like, you know, it, I don't want it to make it sound like it was always easy and fun and happy. It wasn't, I think, but I think it's so worth it in those times of pain and heartache just to search for gifts and to search for joy. And Shelly, throughout this journey, what did you learn about Alzheimer's? Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, I don't think I realized, um, first of all, how many people were affected, are affected by Alzheimer's. I don't think I I really realized um, the ripple effect. Um, You know, we, we think about and talk about the person who has Alzheimer's. And in most cases, that one person has a whole network of, of family and people around them that care about them that are all affected too. And so it's such a wide, widespread impact of this disease. And I, I didn't really realize that. I feel like most people that I talk to the, these days, and, and I think, you know, if we look at Alzheimer's stats, they're increasing at a, a very fast pace. But I think so many people are um, impacted and touched by this disease more than I ever even realized before. So is it one thing I definitely fi- learned. 50 million? Yes, I think um, the latest World Health Organization stats was 55 million people in 2020 with 
huge increases forecasted like for the decade in the next few decades. So that's a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> and when you think of the care, the caregivers too, like caregiving, you know, that's something I really didn't understand um, the depth and the scope of what it means to be a caregiver. And my, you know, my father was my mom's primary caregiver and, you know, he was incredible, but that whole journey itself, you know, I was, I wasn't the primary caregiver and I know what I went through. Um, so just thinking about, you know, my father and those out there caregiving for people with Alzheimer's, like it's, it's a long, long, hard journey. So, um, and I don't know that we talk about it a lot. I don't know that we yeah. know how to support people. I feel like, I feel like it's a really lonely journey too. I feel like you kind of get to the, you know, if you're walking that road with this illness and, you know, all of a sudden you're in this journey and, you know, you're kind of there alone and people don't know how to support you because we don't really talk about it because I think we're just immersed in it. We're just trying to get through it. But it, it's so important, I think, that support network for, for people. Who helped you, Shelly? Oh, <laughs> well, for a while I went to therapy. <laughs> um, I went to see a therapist. Um, I knew that I, this was early on, I didn't want to um, find myself in a crisis, you know, in the middle of things. So in the early stages, I went and I just, I went to see a therapist who got some help just managing my, my own self-care. I think that's really important. Um, and again, like my writing and my, my community, I have a, a community of people around me that, you know, helped walk me through that too. But yeah, I think it's just important to have people, um, you know, and, and as we progress further, you know, we have a, a, an incredible Alzheimer's society in our area. And, you know, when my mom went into long-term care, you know, I don't think that's another thing I didn't know anything about really was um, long-term care and what that involves. Like there's, there's incredible people out there who are really, you know, supporting um, Alzheimer's patients and their families. So. Now, has anyone reached out to you directly now that you have this resource out there has anyone reached out to you and say, hey, like, I'm going through this experience for the first mm -hmm. time, please help me? Yes, I've been, I, it's been encouraging, um, been starting to get emails and, and messages on social media from people. Um, and I think, you know, my message that I really, I'm trying to get across and hope that gets across is just that message of, of looking for joy and hope and gifts. So um, people have commented on that. And I think there's, um, I think in life, what I've learned is that, you know, we have a lot of moments that are that are joy filled and happy and wonderful. And then we have these moments of pain and sadness that we have to walk through. So in my book, I talk about just, you know, how do we walk through the middle of that? How do we, you know, stay on that wire? I, I call it a shaky wire. Um, you know, so people have reached out and have just said, you know, they that analogy resonates with them and just kind of learning how to walk through that in life is significant. So I hope it, it helps and, and brings encouragement to people. Something you wrote struck me. You said there is no scale to loss. Mm -hmm. Pain is pain. And I think that's very important because you said that your mother had Alzheimer's disease for 10 years. Mm -hmm. For some people's parents, it's shorter. But mm -hmm. I like how you said, listen, pain is pain, whether it's one year or 10 years. Can you walk me through that? Yeah, you know, I've often thought, you know, um, you know, I have friends who, you know, they, they've been faced with a sudden loss, you know, they woke up one day and something tragic happened in their life and, and they lost, you know, a loved one without any warning, without any chance to say goodbye. And, you know, and then there's people who are walking on this, this long journey, you know, and it's, 
there's so many different paths that we're on, you know, and I don't know that we can measure or, you know, one is better, one's harder. You know, I think, I don't think there, I don't think you can measure loss. I think we have to learn how to walk through it the best that we can. Um, I think we need to, you know, try to bring people around us to help us through that journey and lean on whatever things that we can. And like I said before, you know, I, I didn't want to get engulfed in the grief and, and, you know, the despair. So in, in any situation, whatever loss we're going through, we just, you know, however we can kind of look for hope and joy, I think is an important focus. And you're, you're a woman of faith. So yes. are there any particular <laughs> Bible passages or Bible stories that helped you along the way? Yeah, I love um, kind of getting back to what I was t- just talking about. Um, I love Ecclesiastes where it talks about how there's um, a time and a season for everything under the sun. And it just talks about it, it really, um, you know, puts into perspective like, the exciting, amazing times of our life that we walk through that are filled with joy and happiness and celebration. And then, like I've already said, the the harder moments of life. And I just wrap myself around the, the fact that there is a time and a season for everything under the sun. And and how, how do I balance that out in my life? And so I just, um, yeah, so my faith is definitely an anchor for me that holds me through that, you know, that wire that I talk about yeah. walking on. I just, you know, my faith centers me on that for sure. You know, and I do recognize, you know, you know, everything's not going to always be great and amazing. You know, how do I stay on the path through all those times? And while writing this book and even after writing this book, are there any other resources that you came across dealing with Alzheimer's disease? I really got into the TV show. This is us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I found that was very therapeutic for me watching that journey on television yeah, that show for a lot of reasons resonated with me, but I realized, you know, the last season where they were going with, you know, with their mom with Alzheimer's and it was almost the exact same journey and timing I was on. Yeah, I just, it seemed silly to find um, hope in a television show like that, but it's I not think silly. Anything... <laughs> Shelly, it's not silly. <laughs> but I loved it. It just helped, it helped me. It helped me like, like most weeks I would tell my family, I don't think I can watch next week because I'd be like sobbing after, but it just, you know, I think anything that ha- can help us not feel like we're alone is really significant. So wherever we have to look for that, I think is good. Um, Jan Arden wrote a really good book called Feeding My Mother. It was during the early stages of her mom's memory loss. And she found comfort in cooking her mom meals and food and feeding her. And I thought that was really interesting, too. So, yeah, there's I, I, guess I love go- that. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's like it's even though one. our parents pass away there's things that they leave behind there's memories there's recipes there's pictures there's advice there's wisdom absolutely and those things are so important and uh you know especially uh, that's even more real to me now that my mom has passed away you know those things that she left behind you know some of them are tangible things I can hold in my hand but you know many of those things are just you know (laughs) things in my heart things that she did you know, we just went through Christmas. It was a hard season knowing that she wasn't here, but there are just so many things that, you know, imprinted in my life from her that I know that I can carry on. Right. So those are the things that I think bring us comfort to in this journey. What's really great is now you have a resource for the whole world to have. That's my hope. I, you know, I've said, I'm not, I'm not a 
you know, a professional therapist. I'm not a grief counselor. I'm none of those things. But, you know, I'm a daughter who just really loved her mom and who just really, you know, walked through this journey trying to put my whole heart into everything I did. And if if my journey can help some other people along the way, then that would just be the greatest way I could think to honor my mom and her memory. So the book is called The Longest Goodbye, A Family's Hope-Filled Journey Through Alzheimer's, available wherever you purchase books. And Shelly, I'm glad we made this podcast happen. Yes, Because you too. You got a cold and that, <laughs> that knocked you out for a few weeks. Thank you for working with me and having me. Because <laughs> you don't want to be yes. doing this scratchy throat coughing thing no. throughout a podcast. <laughs> no, that would be terrible. So thanks for working with me. <laughs> yes, but before you go, I, I have a couple questions for you. Okay. Are you a television personality in Canada? Um, well, because <laughs> on not... YouTube, on YouTube, there's clips. No. So I, there was a certain season of my life where I did some, um, segments and producing on a show called 100 Huntley street in Canada. So I did lots of like, um, just family segments. Some of them were like fun. It was actually a really fun time in my life. Um, I got to do like creative things. I would do like, you know, crafts or ideas for like special events and that kind of thing. So, and talk about family and that sort of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. So if anyone's interested, you can find these clips on YouTube. And I have a question. I have a question (laughs) about one of your segments. I think you were talking about books and there was a biography or a history on Pixar. And you mentioned that you're a big Pixar fan. Yes. So I'm curious, do you have a favorite Pixar movie? Okay. Well, or one of your favorites. It has to be the whole like Toy Story series. Those are my favorite because my my kids watched them so many times. Like I feel like it's ingrained <laughs> into our family culture. I remember like when Andy went away to college, it was just like my son going away to college. Like so I've just like uh. cried my eyes out through those movies. <laughs> so it's gotta be the Toy Story. Do you I don't know if do you include trilogy. four? Do you include four in that? No, I didn't like four yeah. as much. I would say one, two, and three. Yeah, Shelly, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Toy Story 3, I, I forget what year it came out. I think it was like 2010, 2011. I said it was the best film of the year. And for me, it was the best ending to a trilogy ever, mm-hmm. ever. So I was good. sobbing for three-fourths of the movie. Yeah. yeah, I yeah, I can relate. I can relate. One year, <laughs> the first Toy Story one year, my family drove to Newfoundland for a vacation. So that's like a two and a half day drive. Like he just watched the whole thing on loop. The whole So that's like a core memory, <laughs> core family memory that, you know, just seared into my brain. I'm with you. I'm with you. One yep. through three. Well, <laughs> Shelly, thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. It was great to be with you. Thanks. For Shelly Calcano, my name is Jim Shear, and we will see Yens later. Mm-hmm.